Patrick, guess what came in the mail today? Oh, what? This. Stick it in! Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to a very special episode, aka, I'm losing track of the numbers, God help me, of M&K Productions Podcast. I'm joined here by my co-host, the with the most, with the Spider-Man plushie behind her, that is Kristen, aka Miss Flamingo. How are you doing today, Kristen? I'm good. Happy belated Valentine's Day. Oh, don't remind me of me and my single life. Good God. But yeah. No, you could be you could be my Valentine. Oh, I did have like five Valentines. They were all my friends too. So yeah, you can have friends as Valentines, friends and family. It's okay. Of uh, but but um we are not alone today because we have a very special episode where we're going over some film news and be talking about Sony's attempt to really just test everyone's patience of these spin-off movies, that being Madden Their Red. own their own black widow yeah oh oh, that's disrespectful to black widow um but we are joined here by (laughs) someone who i felt like was perfect to talk about it because he's a dakota johnson aficionado and that is one half of the infinity film podcast that is mr rod rod welcome to the show today well you know this is a special occasion because this is a reunion of sorts you know mac i i I speak to you about football every now and then and we had a fancy football draft or fancy football league together and Kirsten, it feels like 20 years since the last time you yeah, and I Yeah, the played. last time you came on was when we talked about Top Gun Maverick and oh, we right. discussed the last Jurassic World film. Holy that was crap, two years been ago. That, long? that was two years ago. That was. Yeah. Holy so it, See, because I think the last time you, you were on ours was last year talking about the Oscar nominations. I think it was the last time. It was myself, you, Ben, maybe, and Zach. I think that was the last time I think we saw you. That or there was like another horror thing we did, I think maybe, or we did something like that because I know we didn't do Sundance this year. No, we did. I didn't do Sundance at all. This oh, year. I did. How was it? <laughs> so good. I loved it this year. Best film you saw? Lots of. Ooh, okay. So my favorite film I saw was Pony Boy, which is uh the uh Victoria Petretti and. Dylan O'Brien film and Thelma, which was uh, the June Squibb movie. I don't know how that got picked up by Magnolia and not by like a higher, you know, up thing because that movie was just so hilarious. And then uh, one of our mutual friends, uh, Darren, was I think was raving about that movie too. So so funny! Oh my gosh, it was so good. And if I had to pick over a real pain or love me, it's the Kristen Stewart movie, Love Me. Okay. Oh my gosh, she deserves an Oscar nomination for that film. So good. Sorry. Okay, we got distracted. Sorry, Meg. Oh yeah, hey, Mac, you still there? Hey. hey. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rod, what have you been up to since the long ass time you've been back on this show? Holy yeah, hell. sorry. Oh, my goodness, life. Uh, uh, it's what's last, I guess, last time. It's been two years uh, since I guess I've been on this pod. So, Ben and I yeah. are going strong. Uh, my phone just started playing See, an ad. She wasn't interested in my life, man. <laughs> <laughs> that time, I was like, what the my phone was just went off and played an ad as I'm trying to quit all my apps so I can. She says, yeah, I don't really care. Let's just get on with this so I can go to bed. It's Friday night. I want to be no. with my husband. <laughs> I got to go catch another screening of Madam Web. That's why. Oh. Yeah, you know, Kirsten. Actually, when she invited me, I was like, hmm, maybe I should just go see Madam Web by myself this time. 
at like 7.45 at night. And then Kirsten messaged me. I was like, oh, well, I guess I can't go see Madame Webb again. Yeah. Oh, darn. darn. Oh, darn. I got to be on a podcast. I got to do a podcast. <laughs> what was the question again? Oh, uh, like, yeah. Yes, yeah, <laughs> life in general. <laughs> life is good. Life is good. Mac and Kirsten, it's really good to see you guys. Uh, I guess recent news, my parents just moved out. So now it's just me and my sister living here in the house. Um, uh, so that's like the big of big news, like personal personal wise. Um no relationship at the moment. I wasn't in one for a little bit. Mac, Aww. I know I, I feel you on the single life though. I feel you. So that's good though. That's all good. Some things aren't just meant to last forever, guys. You know? Yeah. Well, they're not the one, not the one. Curse and be lucky you found the one. Took me some time, but everybody gets there. Everybody exactly. finds their spark in their love. Exactly. And then so otherwise come, other than... it will come to you eventually. I'm waiting, Kirsten. I've been waiting. We've got to break up with Chris Martin first. Yeah, well, that ain't gonna happen. So, anyway, uh, life. Um, podcast is still going strong, like I was saying. Uh, ben and I are still kicking it. We just had our 200th episode. Yes, congratulations. Yeah, nice so I don't know how we've been doing this for 200 episodes now, but it, it's 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 still going. Surprisingly, people still people still listen. That's even more surprising because all the, we do is ramble. What's the secret to 200? you getting to 200 episodes is it all what's the, what's the... what's the secret what's yeah. the secret sauce to, to 200 episodes um i think it's just the peep the person you work with and Aww. i've been i was fortunate enough to you know be working with ben for now this year be four years because we started working during the pandemic together uh so yeah 20 this june or july i should say will be our four year yeah four years anniversary of working together so I think it's all about the person, the people you work with, and just making sure that your episodes stay fresh. Every you're doing something new every week, even though we kind of talk about some of the same old shit sometimes. Um, and that, that, that's still the secret, Chris. I don't think there's really a big secret. I think it's just if you enjoy the people you work with or the person you work with. Rod's links will be in the description below. You know where to find them. I'm gonna link them all. Of course, I am gonna do that. That's what I always do. But. On this episode, we're going over. We're gonna be going over some filmed. <laughs> I was thinking about Samuel Jackson. We're gonna be going over some film news. I was gonna say you're not that loose, Nick. <laughs> um, we're gonna be going over some film news, and then we're gonna be talking about um the new Sony movie, Madam Web. Garfield. Oh, oh, okay. Not in two we months. We know Garfield will probably be better pro than Madam Web. Well, I mean, it's steep competition right now. And then we'll be talking about what we've been watching because I've been variety with my watching. I'm actually watching more TV shows. Oh, I'm so very, very curious to know what you're watching. I'm actually with you. Like, I, I'm much more of a TV guy than a movie guy. Like, I love both, but I'm a little bit more on a TV. Really? Um, yeah. Out of all this time, I, at least I've known you. You And when I see your stories... You're always like, oh, I'm at the theater seeing this. See, I see you more. I thought you were more of like. Yeah, because I don't really like guy. let people know what I'm watching. I, I watch a lot of shit. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, we don't <laughs> judge. We watch some random stuff too. Yeah. Don't be afraid to admit. I've watched Dance Moms. I've watched well, all I wasn't the, going that know. far. I, I was going to say, yeah, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid to be embarrassed about saying what you've watched. It's but okay. But more than 11 with these news topics. But let us get into the news. This is CNN, a network of Turner Broadcasting System. All right, so the first news we've done pretty much since the strike ended late last year. We have not done a news segment in months, so we're going to kick it off with my story. Um, Guys, 
we got to talk about the big elephant in the room. The big news that dropped on Wednesday. That, of course, Queen Latifah is ready to make a sequel to Taxi. Taxi being her lowest rated film at 9%. Um, no, okay, no, I'm joking. You we mean got- Jimmy Fallon's going to come out of retirement of hosting late night television? Listen, if we're getting a Queen Latifah. And retirement and go into acting again? If I wanted a Queen Latifah sequel, I want a Last Holiday sequel. That's all I want. But I'm we not got- going to make it on this part of the day. I can't. <laughs> But we got our cast for the Fantastic Four. With multiple rumors, it is confirmed that Pedro Pascal will be Mr. Fantastic. Vanessa Kirby will be playing Susan Storm. Joseph Quinn, Eddie Munson from Stranger Things will be Johnny Storm. And Massachusetts' own Ebon Moss Bart back at back back ratch. Yeah, I think that's the pronounced name. Um, he will be playing Ben Grimm. Guys, what do you think about this casting? Because we don't even know. Who Dr. Doom is, I mean, the rumor is that Javier Bardem will be playing him, but they're going to wait till they start filming to maybe film Dr. Doom. What do you guys think? What are you guys thinking about this cast? Um, I think the cat of the four that were announced, I think Vanessa Kirby excites me the most. As Sue Storm, I feel like she's a perfect fit. I think Pedro feels like a safe choice. I still want a Krasinski. Not, not going to lie, Kirsten. I still want a Krasinski. However, a, a part of me also wanted Dev Patel. I know his name was in the running for a minute there. Uh, I, I secretly, I kind of, I was kind of hoping for like a Death Patel, like something really, really out there, yeah, unique and out there. Um, so yeah, but I'm, I'm, I'm cool with Pedro. I love Pedro. He's a, he's a fantastic actor. I just don't imagine him as Reed, but you know, hey, Marvel thinks he's the right fit. He's the right fit. And then Joseph Quinn as human, as Johnny Storm, Human Torch, I like a lot. And then Ebon is perfect casting for for Ben Grimm. Uh, he's he's fantastic. If you watch the Bear, he's the fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's one of the best parts about the Bear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I I love him in that show. So I overall solid casting. Not my per, not my choice for the four, but I think they got it right for the most part. I just want to say, Mac, to your point, Harry Ben is actually being rumored to play Galactus. Oh, Galactus! It happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they just That's haven't a... they just haven't put pen the paper yet on that. Oh my gosh, Anton Shigura will be eating the planets. Can you believe it? Um, I really was hoping that Adam Driver was gonna do it, but I guess he said no because they did the. I think the report I heard is that he did the audition and then he just said no. I don't want to do this because I think Mads Mikkelsen was even reported to audition for a role, but he said he didn't want to do it either. So I thought it was when I heard Pedro Pascal, I was thinking like, okay. It's either going to be Pascal or Krasinski, and then with Last of Us, I was like, it's, it's going to be Pascal, because I, I like Pedro. I just think he's the flavor of the month actor. I think that, like, the hype around him is at his peak, especially with the Mandalorian still going strong. I think with, like, they're like, okay, what can we get butts in the seats? Will we get Krasinski? John Krasinski. Thank you. Yes, my nose is stuffy. Um, John Krasinski, or do we get Pascal? And I think right now, like with Pedro, what he's doing, like there was a picture of Thanos, it was Pedro Pascal, it was like Game of Thrones, DC, <laughs> fucking uh, Marvel, Star Wars. He is everywhere. And like you kind of want that name. And I like Joseph Quinn from season four. I thought he was great as Eddie Munson. I know people were complaining about him being casted, but like I'm thinking, I'm like, he's actually a good fit for that role. Like I think. I, I don't even know who else would play Johnny Storm. Because I, in my opinion, I don't think we've had a better Johnny Storm. I like Chris Evans as Johnny Storm. I even like Michael B. Jordan as Johnny Storm. I think they all made that character their own. And then, you know, I think Joseph Quinn will do a good job. Chris, I want to know you. Okay, so I enjoy Pedro Pascal just as much as the next person. Um, I was hoping 
Zach Efron would have been mentioned in the mix because I think he would have been great as uh remind me of the lead character's name again I'm blanking on the Reed Richards Reed Richards thank you I think he would have been really good in that role from what I've seen in the past and from talk someone from discussions I've had about a year ago they only John, casted John Krasinski to please the people that they wanted and John was never signed on to do anything don't take my word from it I'm just this is what I've heard from great friends and people that I know. But so I knew when the casting was happened, as much as I wanted John Krasinski to be in the film, I knew he wasn't going to be because we already just saw him cut off in, you know, doc- the Doctor Strange sequel. He got turned into um, the silly string for fuck's sakes. He did. So I knew there was no coming back. For that so i think he did his thing and then was like peace out so i i mean i don't mind i'm still going to see the film regardless of the entire cast because i really love the casting and i love the casting of the thing from uh how you i think you see how you say it, it's edo ebo i think it's ebo right i just see ebon the thing ebon okay. yeah i was just saying ebon too ebon okay yeah i really like him in the bear i think he's one of my probably my the fa- my favorite characters in the entire show of the bear so i'm happy to see him get this like bigger role because like the last time i saw him in a film was in no hard feelings with jennifer lawrence so i'm excited to see what he's gonna do here in the new fantastic four film so but other than that i'm excited for the bear i'm excited to see joseph quinn we'll see how he does and uh whatever he does next but uh yeah I think it's good. I like Vanessa Kirby a lot too. I also agree that she's probably going to be really, really incredible in that role. So I, I will ask yeah. this: Do you guys think the reports are true that we're going to get a female Silver Surfer in the film? Because that's what I've heard through the grapevine that we might get a female Silver Surfer, or that the reports of this being a team from the '60s that gets transferred to current day, like this will be the '60s iteration of the Fantastic Four, and it'll be brought into the modern MCU. So I. Do you think it's going to take place in the 60s? And then my theory about this is they're probably going to either going to get stuck in the quantum realm and they get out somehow, maybe after the events of quantum mania, they get back out because they have to explain where the hell they've been for so long. Yeah. If they're going to, so I mean, you can't just do another eternal situation. I love eternal, but you can't just do another eternal oh, because we were told not to, right? Like there has to be a, a, a good reason for them to mm-hmm. be gone for as long as they were. As far as the Silver Surfer thing goes, I think they are. And I think, Mac, the, the rumor I've been hearing is Anya Taylor-Joy for Silver Surfer. I don't know if that's true or not. If that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I could see that casting, though. Honestly, I could just picture yeah. that in my head. She'd be a, she'd be a great... I mean, she's per, I mean, she's a great... She's one, another, one of the hottest actresses working right now. Uh, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing her in Furiosa. Me too. So, I, yeah, I, it, it would make sense. It would make sense. We're going to move into the, my piece of news. This actually relates to Anya Taylor-Joy, and that's because Anya Taylor-Joy to, uh, is going to be appearing in a Dune Part 2 in a surprise casting role. Uh, she showed up at the London premiere. I don't know what she was wearing. I don't know why she has that cape around her. If you go online to see the thing, it's, it's not the outfit for me, but Anya Taylor-Joy is set to be in the new 
uh, Dune movie, starring yes. alongside Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya, Rebecca Ferguson, Josh Brolin, as she joins the cast, as well as new people with, uh, I almost said Justin Bieber, but it's Austin Butler, no, no. Florence Pugh, and Christopher Walken, as the new film is started promotion. Uh, you want to talk about outfits on that? On... Let's talk about outfits. What the hell was Zendaya wearing last night? I don't know what literally was wearing. Literally was showing her. I don't know her, what was going on. Literally showing her ass and chest out there. So like, well, Tom has to be sick. First she gets double team in a damn teaser trailer. Now she's wearing all this. Like this man is having like a like he's like my queen. What are you doing? I don't know what was going on with that the Doom premiere outfits. I mean, it's not my fashion choices. I'm just waiting for the. I would love someone to show up at the Dune premiere or the next Dune premiere, whatever that is, the LA premiere, New York premiere, wherever that goes. They show up like Adam Sandler with the uh, the gym shorts and the t-shirt. Cargo shorts, and maybe. Yeah. And they have, they're like, all right, give me my Dune popcorn. I'll see you inside. Give me that Dune popcorn bucket and I'll see you inside. Like the normal theater goers, <laughs> you know? But anyways, I got Taylor Joy starring in Dune 2. Thoughts. I mean, you know, I, I I like her a lot as an actress. I, I, I kind of so I saw the rumor on Twitter, and then when Variety, I think it was Variety, Kirsten who reported it, I was like, oh well, okay, well that just kind of ruins the surprise for everybody else. Um, so I, I don't know if she's gonna have a big or a small role. I don't know the exact role she's playing. I don't know uh, either. Yeah. They didn't say. So you know, I've, I we all of us have heard nothing but great things about Dune Part Two based off of those first reactions. That it's the next sci-fi map. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I have I have I have a problem. I'm really tired of every time a new sci-fi movie comes out and it's great, it's labeled the next sci-fi, it's labeled the next sci-fi epic for the next 10 years. Like nothing will ever top this. When we're just saying about Blade Runner 2049, 2017. I love Blade <laughs> Runner 2049. I think that movie is unbelievably awesome. See, every, I just found every, one of them right here, Mac. <laughs> every Dene Valnube, that's why it's every Dene Valnube, Valnube movie they say is the next time because I, I love him as a director. No, no, I love him too. I'm just saying, like, every time that Rod's right, every time there's a sci fi movie, it's like, yep, for next 10 years, we're set. This is because I swear they said the same thing about Arrival, if I'm not mistaken. It was like, yes, they did. Arrival comes dead lower ranked for me on the Denny Bellanue scale. I like, I like the Arrival. There's others I will put. Right, he's gonna make a movie one day about one year about the creation of, of air conditioned units, and it's gonna be labeled the greatest biopic of all time. That's what that's where we're at with Denis Villeneuve now. Okay, hear me out, Denis Villeneuve. He did Moonfall and a Roland Emmerich. I mean, it'd be the greatest moon movie of all time. I <laughs> yeah, moon with Sam Rockwell. I mean, you just, you just for, forget gravity, forget all of that, forget the Martian, all of it. It's, come on now, Moonfall. Directed by Denis Villeneuve. Oh God, I not. <laughs> but I'm I'm excited for Anya Taylor Joy. I am. I rewatched the menu and I just I love great, her. Great movie. Oh my God, yeah. She's great in that film. She she's an incredible actress, and I just am good. I'm glad she's got out of the typecasting because for a while I was scared she was going to be like the horror girl from like you know the witch and then Split. 
but she's really expanded more and i'm really excited for furiosa Furio, furiosa will be the first one i mad max movie i will attempt to go see in theaters i didn't see fury road in theaters we're gonna see, you better see it because i really want to talk about that i the show wasn't even live when the first three came out um and then fury road came out neither was i i was like what the hell is fury road and like i knew mad max i just didn't know that and then you know I, I, it's awesome and i wish i saw it in theaters and i'm gonna see furiosa because it kind of looks like a carbon copy of fury road and i'm all for it and you know but I, i'm i'm excited for her to be in the in dune because i'm one i still have to watch the first dune because i need to finish reading the book then watch the movie that i'm like the slowest don't judge me i'm actually going to see it thanks to the amc dolby event that they're gonna do so i'm gonna go see it then i'm excited um my we're gonna my husband and i are gonna rewatch dune because we really haven't seen it since it came out in theaters the first dune and then as a joke my husband got me not only dune on blu-ray but he also got me the david bowie dune <laughs> what do you mean that was peak cinema <laughs> so, oh, Mac never changed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie. I there there are some aspects of the David Lynch Dune movie that is actually like with better. Like I give him effort for trying because at that time I don't think. Even though he says it's the worst film he's ever worked. Yeah, like on. I give I give him credit because there's only so much you can do, especially in the '80s, like that. Like for how that is. I think Dune that was so ambitious at the time to put this out. Yeah, Dune like, out in I theaters. It was Dune only works now because of the technology we have and everything like that. But you know, for the eighties, I mean, we know we had Star Wars, but to do Dune like that, I think it was just it, it, it wasn't going to work. But get, I'm going to watch the older Dune after we finish watching the second part of Dune. Why would you do because that? Because the whole, whole well, I have to do it because my husband really wants to do it, and I want to do it too. Okay. You do just... things for the people you love. <laughs> um, but yeah, Anya Taylor-Joy, uh, don't forget to get your Doom popcorn buckets, sandworm popcorn no butthole. buckets. Nope. They knew they were doing we, that. We just, did a, we just did an episode with Zach this past week, um, and he showed us his pop the Doom popcorn bucket. And I called it something else. I'm not going to repeat what I called it on this on on this show just because we've heard people call it all over the internet what it is we're gonna keep we'll keep a pg here but anus. Uh, what anus it was an anus popcorn bucket okay anus. yes yes we all know <laughs> yes put that with the emphasis on your french with that okay uh yeah. mac what's your next mm-hmm. all, all right, right. Yeah, keep it a pg for Sure. So, yeah. <laughs> Kristen, a film that means a special place in my heart because it was our first screener, like the first ever movie I got early. We got to watch early. Or I got to watch early. Like this is the first in 2020, and that's Greenland. The sequel, Greenland Migration, starts filming in April, and I'm excited oh, because you honestly, did, you did like that more than me. Greenland is one of the better disaster movies because it actually makes me care about the characters. And I like the the concept of it was pretty cool, and you know I'm I thought the first movie was really good because I think Gerard Butler is just in a weird era where he's just making disaster movies. So I guess he he found that market of like I'm gonna make this shit. This is gonna be my money. And like you know Greenland was good, and it, it, it ended. You know the world ended, but they're gonna try it, and I think I'm really excited to see where it goes from here. So uh, Rod, did you see Greenland? I did see Greenland, and I was actually very impressed with with it because like you said they actually gave 
made me give a shit about the human care. Oh, sorry, keeping it PG. Yes. Yeah, give okay. a okay. Well, they made me they, they made me give a shit about the human characters. Uh, mm-hmm. To me, Mac, and actually having now seen it, Greenland is the disaster movies, kind of what Godzilla minus one did to monster movies. Because I didn't give like two absolute fine doo doos about any human characters in a lot of monster movies. Godzilla minus one maybe care about that, and then so you know Greenland's kind of the same situation. I don't really want to see a sequel though, because I don't know what they can do with it. It reminds me of um, remember that movie twenty twelve, Roland Emmerich's masterpiece. Um, <laughs> you mean the genius that is Roland Emmerich? You mean the man behind Moonfall? As we bring that up, <laughs> we gotta do a Roland Emmerich podcast, but um. With 2012, no, you don't. No, you don't. I, I'm, I'm gonna agree on that and say that's a hard pass. No, we're, we're gonna like it. Um, no. Okay, so 2012. Um, the way 2012 ended, it ended like, hey, Africa is the only continent that's effective, and they're actually gonna do a T. They actually were planning on doing a TV show sequel, like, and it failed miserably, like a pilot. And like now that I'm thinking about it, I wonder why. Like I'm imagining, like I'm hoping is Greenland migration isn't the same like that where they're trying to just do that, like the whole colonization of like wherever they are in Greenland and like because like the way the last shot is, I'm like I don't think you can rebuild that even with like the best mind you have alive still. No, like, you can't rebuild. No you can't rebuild that. <laughs> there's no way. I feel like there's no purpose for a Greenland sequel. I just I'm... was like, all right. Listen, they should have kept King Batch alive. They got to the final destination. They'll be fine. They should have kept For King Batch. They got they got to keep King Batch no, alive. No, more King Batch. No, he more was King Batch. Fi- no, no, he was fine in that King movie. No I was sad because like King Batch. Let <laughs> him keep working with Mick G. It's Listen, fine. But that backflip though. No, but I just I'm excited for. I'm excited for the sequel because I'm curious because like I don't know. It, I think it'll be probably be cool. I thought the first one just had a lot of heart to it. So maybe, you know, they keep the same one and, and do a little thing. And I like how Rod mentioned how this is the minus one because I have literally just watched Godzilla minus one and I'm ashamed because that would have been number one on my list last year because this is a, such a good damn movie. And I was trying to get my mom mm-hmm. to watch it. Like, there's this YouTuber I watch. He's called Pointless Hub. He did a um, review about Godzilla 2014. And he go he describes it perfectly. With the MonsterVerse one, he's like, the Godzilla minus one is a horrific asshole who just wants to fuck shit up. And then while Godzilla 2014 <laughs> is just, he's just um, neutered compared to minus one. We should talk about Godzilla in the next episode. MonsterVerse is coming next month. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. Monster, I'm, I'm, look, I, I love all monster movies, no matter how dumb the human characters are. <laughs> uh, but. Godzilla minus one kind of ruined all other monster movies for me. I'm I'm not gonna lie. That I haven't that seen it yet. Perfection. It's amazing. I'm kind of bummed. I just have to watch it yet because at the time it was coming out, I saw a bunch of other stuff and I just didn't get to see minus one. I don't know why I didn't. It came out like you're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're it came it out like low key. That was a problem because like December, like all the big stuff came out. Then this little film. I, I know, and I saw all the big stuff except Godzilla movies. Literally, so Iron... obviously, I was missing out. The only movie I cared about in December was Iron Claw, and then like I remember, I saw it, and I was like, "There's a Godzilla movie," and I was like, "Oh, it's Toho's movie," and I was like, oh, "Okay, no," and then everyone's like, "Did you minus one?" I'm like, wait, what? 
And then I watched it. I did it. love their reaction when they were nominated. Seeing how the cast got to get the crew got together that when they celebrated their nomination, I thought that was so so cute. The director said that. that. Very, Go ahead. Touching moment. It was um, a very touching moment. Yeah. I read that apparently the Spielberg told the director that he saw it like three times and like the director's like Spielberg is like God to me. So what do I do now? Like that I met God. It's like that. I just like that. And then like the budget is like super small for that movie. Like they, when you see what they were able to do with that small budget, it makes it even more impressive. But yeah, like $12. It's fantastic. It's great. Especially that atomic breath scene. Oh my God, dude. Holy oh my Lord. Yeah. Kristen, you gotta watch minus one. I, I will do. I will do. We we should do a whole episode on Godzilla minus one. I would be down for that. Talk about like the best. Can, I, we'll can I be there? Can yes. I be there? I want to be sure. there. Yes. yes. All right, Kristen. What's what's your uh, other news before? All right. Well, we'll make it quick because I am anxious to talk about Madam Web. But uh, <laughs> speaking of another Oscar nominated film, uh, bar- the Barbie fight scene with Michael Sarah was supposed to have a big surprise actor featured in that scene. You know, when Michael Sarah and uh, America Ferreira and uh, the daughter in the film are driving out of Barbie land first, but then they stop and then there's that construction scene. Well, for Q&A for the Happy, Sad, and Confused podcast, Michael Sarah went on and revealed that the big fight scene he has with the construction worker Ken's was supposed to have Ben Affleck, but he dropped that out of the film. See, it don't funny. know why. It would be funny if you said like Mark Wahlberg, because oh, like I, I do. Ben Affleck dropped out of the Barbie movie because of his commitment of last year's sports drama Air, so he couldn't do it. So he had the NSYNC uh dyed bleach hair while he was doing that. Did he get the bleach hair? I don't remember. It was like some it's, been t- a like blonde. it's like a few blonde elements in that hair when he used in air. I forgot. It was been a minute since I've looked at anything related to that film. So uh yeah. That that's weird because like in cases we hear about that with actors like not doing one movie and doing another movie. It's usually like the other movie they do is like not that good. But in this case Air was actually a really good movie. So it's oh like, no! Do you know what I'm thinking of? His hair was from what? The last duel. Oh my god! <laughs> but like his um, air was actually good movies. But I think air I think was good, but I forgot about it. <laughs> it would have been weird just seeing Ben Affleck and Barbie. I'm like, it's like I'm like what? Because like I already saw John Cena as a mermaid. I don't think I want to see Batman and fucking Barbie just being like, just a freaking like. First of all, all the Kens are like maybe in their 30s, sometimes 40s. Like Ben Affleck is 50s. That's like weirder, to be honest with you, for taking it down like that. Well, Ben Affleck is 51. Yeah, the, Ryan yeah. Gosling is 43. So, and Michael Sarah, the new face of Sarah V, is 35. So, so you took uh, me a skinny 35. A skinny 35 Michael Sarah would have kicked Ben Affleck's ass. He still looks the same. That ain't happening. As he did when he was starring in Superbad. I was going to say Scott Pilgrim. Rod, what do you think about Ben Affleck potentially being in Barbie but dropping out? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I like how the first line in this article goes from Bruce Tearing from Deadline. It says, Michael Sarah fought when Batman couldn't. Aww. You know, I... 
I mean, it would have been cool to see. Maybe. I don't know. I just feel like Ben Affleck in a, in a Barbie movie will kind of just sour my mood a little, little bit. Well, to be <laughs> fair, they, there was that quote-unquote, since we're talking about the Batman himself and Ben Affleck, there was that Justice League joke in the film. Oh, well, yeah, there was it. Yeah, that's true. See, yeah, there was. I forgot about that Justice League joke. I have so, to watch Barbie. I haven't watched. I haven't seen Barbie since I saw it in theaters. So I got. I got to go back and watch it. It's been a minute. I've watched it like four times. Since... Does it get better for you each time? I think it gets better a little bit more each time. I think I just have a soft spot for it, and I think it's now become more of a comfort movie for me. And I there you go. That's what I think. I do really like it when we. I still have the same thoughts. I think a little bit more is when we talked about the movie on our podcast, but um, yeah. I think it's more of a comfort thing for now, but you know, it's a big you... issue with the curse. I think that that third act just goes, the third act like confrontation goes on for a bit too long. That's just my, that's like my one big issue with the movie. I could see that. Yeah. You know, what's funny is that you mentioned comfort films. It's like literally at the time of this recording on February 16th, Oppenheimer's on Peacock. So I'm probably going to watch that tonight. That's my comfort film. Um, <laughs> So now both that's an what, interesting comfort that's choice. Very interesting comfort. So film. both that's he's that's literally that's me. That's he is me. He's literally me. I relate to him when he's all stressed out like this. Like that's me. That's literally me at work, just like at my computer. You gotta, you gotta teach me. You gotta teach Kirsten like quantum mechanics. Yes. Oh God. I got okay. No, I think I um Barbie. I have I watched Barbie like a, a few weeks ago. My mom and sister were watching it because I just wanted to see the the last joke. It still makes me laugh when she's like the gynecologist. That shit made me fucking laugh. That was hilarious. Like, I don't know why that was funny to me. Like I so funny. I remember there's some I... really solid. There's some good, really good, great, great jokes in that. Sorry, I couldn't speak for a second. Great um, jokes. Yes, but it's Ryan Gosling who steals also, the entire film. The it's Helen Gosling. The Helen Mirren joke actually had me laughing. They're like, note to directors, don't cast Margot Robbie as the main yes. lead. That was what I heard yeah, that, that, that was everyone, hilarious. It's everyone, spot on. Everyone in the theater died. Very spot on. It was awesome. Yeah. That like everything in Barbie Land I really, really liked a lot. Production uh, they, design is really great. Stellar. So good. All righties, guys, I think that was the news. Mac, you want to wrap this up as we move this into our next segment? Yeah, so that was the news for this edition of the podcast, and now we get into a, the topic. And today's topic, we're going to be covering Madam Web. This is an emergency. That man is trying to kill you. If you want to live, you have to trust me. What is going on? I can see the future. Let's try that again. Those girls have no idea the power they can unlock. I will kill them first. Get down! Madam Web, exclusively in cinemas. All right, so tonight's topic, we're talking about Sony's newest Spider-Man spinoff that has nothing to do with Spider-Man, but they still keep doing these movies. Um, it's 2024's Madam Web, starring Dakota Johnson, directed by S.J. Clarkson, Woo-woo. from a s- screenplay... <laughs> written by Burke Sharpless, Massazam, Claire Parker, and Clarkson herself. And what this film is about is about Cassie Webb confronts her past while trying to save three young women in their future from uh, Raheem, or Ezekiel Sims, played by... Um, <laughs> God, I can't pronounce his name. Tahara Rahim. Uh, the film also stars Sydney Sweeney, Isabel Mer- Isabella 
Merced and Celeste O'Connor, and it also stars Emma Roberts, Mike Epson, Adam Scott. I don't give a shit. Madam Web is um uh you sound like Sony right now. So Adam Webb is uh Adam Webb. Wow, hold up. Adam Webb. Adam Webb. Okay, Adam so, Webb. Before we get into this, I need to give some backstory. So if any of you know, Sony has a track record. Yeah, how do we say is Sony like the like the the compulsive hoarder of just like wanting to keep the good times alive because yeah, I'm gonna say that. I so, think so, go ahead. I think they use whatever they have at this point since they can't say like Peter Parker or Aunt May, they go, we'll use whatever we got. All right, so, yeah. So basically Sony has the rights to the Spider-Man Rogues Gallery, but Marvel has Disney has the rights to Peter Parker, if that correct. Is that correct? Like they have the mainline mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Okay. So Sony has yeah. everything else and it will refuse to give it up, like no matter what. So it started in 2018. We got Venom and they said, we're going to do a spinoff movie with all the everyone that's not Spider-Man because we can't use it. The only Spider-Man we have is Miles Morales, but that's okay. And Peter B. Parker and literally all the good Spider-Man that we would be building in the MCU, but I digress. So Venom made a ton of money. So they said, let's keep doing it. Here's Venom 2, which was okay. It's not as good as the first Venom. And then, uh, the writers for Venom 2, Sony's like, hey, you want to write Morbius? And Morbius was a film that was pushed back, pushed back, and that was, you know, infamous. And then they said, hey, you want to make a Madam Web? And when Madam Web was announced, everyone was like, what the fuck? And then, you know, Madam Web is an older woman, is an older woman. So here's 30 something year old Dakota Johnson playing her. And you're like, oh, Okay, so is Spider-Man going to be in the movie? Well, no, because we don't have the rights to them, even though it was reported that they wanted Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire to be in it. So they said, okay, how do we get past that? Let's have Ben Parker and Mary Parker in there. Safe. And then they're like, I'm having a baby. We're having a baby, but we can't say the name Peter. We can't. So, you know, uh, and then they also announced El Muerto with Bad Bunny and uh, Craven the Hunter, but he's an animal lover, so... Uh, we are truly in a dark. Well, they're time not. Now. They axed the Bad Bunny thing. They're, that's no, not it's happening no, anymore. No, it's still in development. Apparently, they just took it off to a release date. That's what I heard. Um, but yeah, okay. we have we have Madam Web, and this isn't the only Sony spinoff movie we're getting this year because we're getting uh, Craven the Hunter in August. And holy hell, and I I I don't know. Like if Craven the Hunter has a lot on it, that it can be better than this film. But I gonna this film is getting curb stomped by everyone. I think currently it's sitting at a fourteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It's literally one percent lower than Morbius, which God, I don't know how it's possible. Um, Can I interrupt you for a second? I'm just yeah, gonna go cut in and say Bad Bunny says he's no longer starring in Sony's Il Motoro movie. Oh, sorry, I have no idea. We don't even know what's going on. Sony can't even keep their whole cinematic universe intact. We don't know what. <laughs> but yeah. Um, Honestly, that's the perfect summation of everything. Because Madam Web sucks. <laughs> I, I only have a joke. Madam Web is horrendous. It's terrible. Um, Rod, you can start off. What, what do you think of Madam Web? I know you're a Dakota Johnson fan, but what do you think about the film as a whole? The diehard Dakota Johnson fan, yes, as we know. You. Thank you, Kirsten. Thank you. Yes, not a diehard Dakota Johnson fan over here. Okay, so let me cook for a second here, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Let's simmer. Let it cook. Let it cook. Let let him cook. When I wanted to see Dakota Johnson the comic movie, 
So when it got announced that she was going to be doing Madam Web, I, I didn't really know what to think because a part of me was excited, like very, very excited. And the other part of me was like, why in the absolute hell is Sony doing a Madam Web movie? What is this going to connect to? This is gonna, this is going to be awful. I, I, the writing was on the wall. I mean, you're doing a Madam Web movie. And then, then it just became a joke around at least our podcast circle. Uh, like myself, Ben, and some of our uh, other guests that we've had, like when they started like announcing more and more of the cast guys, it just became it, came, it became a little, little creepy because someone just like casting all of these very attractive women, and it just became a little creepy. I was like, okay, so Sony clearly is planning something very, very disgusting and gross here because it just it just didn't feel right. It didn't feel right, Mac, and it just didn't. I was like, all right, I got Sydney Sweeney and Emma Roberts and Emma Summer Kay. I like. What's your plan here? Just to get a whole bunch of sips in the theater to watch a two-hour dumpster fire? Oh my god! Uh, I, hey, look, I'm just being—I'm just being real. No, here. I'm I know. Just, I, I'm just being—I'm just being honest. But a part of me, Kirsten, had hope. Everyone has hope when they purchase a ticket to I see any hope. movie. I had this ticket for free, so I'm I'm fine. <laughs> I, I, I will discuss my Kirsten, thing. You see, you see, I, I know I'm I aware. Hope. I have hope, Kristen. I know you do. And we all did. And uh, yeah, Mac, this movie sucks. Um, it, it is not. It's not a great movie. No, look, I don't hate this movie. I don't. I don't think it is the dumpster fire. Uh, trash that everyone's saying it is i found some enjoyment with it but there are things about this movie i wish i just could unsee and then the last like five minutes i oh i really wanted to throw up it was just so cringe and just so awful i i, I how I, it concludes yeah the conclusion of this movie is so f- mm, it's oh by the so way you mean you don't want dakota actually, johnson but- to read your uh predict your chinese takeout order by the way, we're, we'll be spoiling. We'll, we're spoiler warnings. We can spoil this because no one's gonna watch this. Literally, like I looked at Jeremy John's video. That thing is trending for the spoiler talk, so no one cares. So we're spoiling this movie because yeah. we're talking about the ending. But um, is there anything else you want to add before we start, Kristen? Um, no. I, yeah, I mean, I'll get into the things I, I did enjoy, but I've because there are things about this movie I did enjoy, and it's. God, this is just. Go ahead, Kirsten. I, cause I, I, I could go on and on. I don't want to take. I, I don't take your spotlight. No, 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 no. You're the guest, so I'm more than happy to hear. So, um, I will say this movie came out the week of Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. I know it's a uh, manufactured holiday, but it's nice to you know celebrate the, you know the day with people you love. What a great go out movie. or stay in. <laughs> <laughs> hey babe, you want to go see Madam Web? <laughs> um, um, you go out on the night on the town. <laughs> you say, hey. You want to catch a flick? <laughs> Do you want to see Lisa Frankenstein? 
No. I'm a Bob Marley one love. No. Madam Web. Hell yeah. At that point, I'd be like, are you cheating on me? Are you just taking me to Madam Web to distract me? Like, there's no way you um, be serious. Are you cheating? Are you ice? Are you ice screwing Sydney, sweetie? You dirty dog. Um... Oh my god. I will say you do step for the people you love. Um oh, oh my god. Yeah, relationships definitely I, um, Jesus. I have a very loving husband. Saw Madam Webb together. We're getting divorced. <laughs> oh, oh. I will say I I want to say this now. We were ten- when you texted me that you guys were saying I had left the movie, so my mind was already made up. You, this poor man, you were like, hey, no, Dylan. No, no, okay, I'm going to tell him. So this yeah. poor man and I, um, oh, I'm just kidding. We're not getting divorced now. Oh, thank goodness. Uh, um, this poor man. I love my husband so much. Um, I've taken and I've seen I've taken my husband to so many experimental films at this point since we've been married. We've seen a lot of stuff since we've been married. Can you, can you please like clarify? Because you know people might take that out of context. Like, what the hell y'all go on a scene? <laughs> no, what I mean by his experimental films are like poor things. <laughs> okay, okay. And salt okay. burn. Which well, he didn't Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 a movie. He didn't that's... he didn't love those movies either. Yeah. That's um uh... Um, we saw Madam Webb, and uh, we walk into this very nice theater that I've never been to before, and it's the theater my husband used to go to when he was growing up. I was so thrilled to go to see and re-experience my husband's childhood to go see Madam Webb. You know, you're living the dream when you revisit your old childhood home theater and you go see the atrocity, what is Madam Webb. And my poor husband, we walk in. There's a big poster for Argyle. Oh, Argyle? I want to see Argyle. When's that coming out? It's out. It's like, why can't we see Argyle? I want to go see Argyle. I said, we have to go see this for my podcast. Oh, <laughs> love. What was, what was in the air? What did you do for love? Um, uh, yeah. He didn't love it. Uh, as soon as the credits wa- walked rolled uh we walked right out of the theater thank god there were no post credit scenes just that just uh we just poked fun at it the entire time of shit randomly happening in this film and of the most obscure things we laughed at too mm-hmm. um and i will say this shout out to pepsi yeah. in this Pepsi led, to one, a, Pepsi led to a man's death, too. So, you know, you can blame Pepsi for that, too. Yeah. No, I will say it's one killer product. Good <laughs> one. Okay. All right, Mac, what do you want to dive into first of what the atrocity is, uh, Madam oh, Webb? We're still going? Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. we're still going. All right. So, I guess we need to get the big ass elephant out of the room. Um, the age and when this film takes place. So, if you know anything about Madame Web, she's like elderly, like old woman. Like she's pretty much like the godmother of all the spiders. Like she controls the multiverse and everything. And fun fact, if you watch the 90s Spider-Man show, she was actually voiced by Stan Lee's wife, Joan Lee. I found that out yep. the other day. Um, the best Spider-Man TV oh, series. Um, but 
Madam Web is older, older lady bound to a chair and everything. So you're thinking, oh, okay. How do they explain uh, Dakota Johnson, you know, becoming Madam Web? Well, we opened the film in 1973 following um, Dakota's mom in the Amazon. And obviously the guy who's going to be the villain. And oh my God, <laughs> I'll get to that. This guy's acting was, I must kill these girls <laughs> before they kill me and murder me. Uh, but, you know, um, they cut, they're like, you know, the mom is pregnant. She, They're like, okay, she'll come back to Peru when they need answers. Cut to 30 years later to 2003 and you know it's 2003 because we got a blockbuster video in the screen and then we see um the old school answer machines we see dangerously in love we hear britney spears do you guys know it's 2003 so So yes this film takes place in 2003 so that's how they explain her being 30 this isn't like remember in texas chainsaw the 2013 one where they try mm-hmm. to say Alexander Daddario was like a forty-year-old woman from like nineteen. Like, at least they didn't do that. But this is still dumb. Yeah. Like that's what they explained. I thought that was so dumb. I immediately started laughing. I was like, okay, now I know. In the dialogue, like from the jump, you know that this this is gonna be some rough-ass dialogue. I was not impressed with any of the performances in this film. Rod, I know you love your Dakota Johnson. She looked so confused. Out of everybody in that entire film. And I don't know what was going on with her. This poor woman did not know which way to look, turn, speak, run, do anything. Because she just looked so out of place here. Like, it didn't feel right. Like, I I, I feel like she signed on because I feel like you know, there was like a different script when she was signed on. So I don't know if she was just confused about what to do and what was cut, wasn't cut. I don't know. I don't know. We all don't know what happened on that set. We all never know, except for the people who worked on that film. But uh, she did not do well, nor did the villain. And I said this in my like thing I put out there for my review, whatever you want to call it. Sony has been casting for all these like, spin-off spider-man film stuff they've been casting a lot of people who can't play the villains in these films like i don't know matt smith didn't do a great job but he was comical in that dancing stuff we had the barefoot bat vampire craziness i don't know what that morbius was but and here too the villain here I don't know what his deal is. He takes that spider, he uses it for himself, and then Sydney Sweeney and the other girls are going to be like, all right, we're going to come after you. For what? For what? What did he do? Like, why are the girls going after him? They're like, there's nothing to this where there's not enough substance or backstory. He is just confused. But um, I will say, bless you, he's got this, like, venom in his veins where... You know, he can kill that, like, was it like an FBI agent NSA, or whoever? NSA. What? Yeah, NSA, NSA, thank yeah. you. Thank you. NSA agent where he, like, instantly kills her with the venom that she has. But yet with Dakota Johnson, one little strangle and she's not even dead. Like, there was, like, a lot of stuff I was questioning here. And 
I don't know, his purpose. All the performance in general did not do it for me. Cindy Sweetie did not do it for me. Nobody, I felt like, did their part justice. I feel like they all tried, but nothing really succeeded on the screen. Like, everybody just looked like they were having a rough time. And I feel like this is like the same stuff we saw kind of like, not maybe more like the Fantastic Four John Trank film. Where Josh it Trank. was just like, yeah. Josh Trank? Oh, did yeah. I say John Trank? Yeah. Okay, excuse me, John Trank. Excuse me. So yeah. Uh, who wants to rant next? So, right. Wait, Um, before um, that, I do have a question about the, um, well, I have an answer for the whole timeline. So reading apparently Wikipedia, um, there were there was reshoots, and they had to remove references originally planned 1990 setting of the film, which is intended to have Andrew Garfield's version of Peter Parker from the Amazing Spider-Man films exist within the film's continuity, but not appear before the studio decided to instead have this be Tom Holland's version of the character from the MCU Spider-Man. Films. This resulted in the timeline needed to be adjusting the line with the character's age, with the film ultimately set in 2003. There was also potential for the different Spider-Woman characters to appear in costume for one scene, and Snyder believed younger versions of the characters, Mary and Ben Parker, were involved. Yeah, that's it. So that's how they they, they had to fix that because like we want to have Peter Parker, but we never see Spider-Man in the film because he doesn't exist yet because this is the timeline of the MCU. That's why Peter's born in 2003 because he's a kid. <laughs> so I can't even make up their minds to figure out a right solid direction, which is really, really sad. Like they know they want to make Mar like Disney Marvel money, but they can't with their live action stuff. They do at least have the faith of Phil Lord and Christopher Miller to do what they have with the Spider-Verse, because at least they can trust their filmmakers and, and at least they have a solid reputation. With something like this, where they're just like, we got to get people involved everybody involved and then it's like all right studio coming in and it's like you know big hire execs who don't have more of the creative ability to say what they should do with this property than having have our like professionals like i don't 100 percent blame uh sj clarkson at all for this she was just not fit to direct this film. And I just feel like she was the wrong creative choice for this film. All right. Well, I'll add a little bit of positivity so we can lift our spirits up just for a second here, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So let's to lift our spirits here for a minute or two. Wake your ass up, Mac. Pay attention. Mac don't is ready fall. to... Yeah, don't you fall asleep on me now. You done with Madam Webb? Yeah, I know. He ready to talk about Medea. Boo to a Medea Halloween. I know I know what Mac ready for. Oh, my God. <laughs> Bye, Mac. <laughs> All right, this has been the MK Productions podcast. What's he doing? Thanks. What's he doing? Thanks, What's he Rob, doing? for coming on. Oh, he had to get some. He had to get something to drink. See, yeah, See he, he had ready. to get that power aid to power up. Um, what are you gonna say that's positive, Rod? Shit, I don't know now. Oh. You, saw your, you saw your favorite actress. That's all I, I can did, say. I, I did see my favorite actress. That was that was actually my first Dakota Johnson movie in theaters since *Pee and the Butter Falcon*. Really, like the last couple of years have been. Yeah, the last couple of years have been VOD and Apple TV Plus and Netflix. Um, so yeah, this was the first one since yeah, since that since since Peter Parker Falcon. And so yeah, I was cursed. Yeah, I was excited to go see you know Dakota back on the big screen. It was exciting. I, I felt like a felt like a 
I felt like a proud, proud person. Like I knew her. I was like, man, I got to go see my friend Dakota back on the big screen. Lo and behold, Mac, I didn't know she was going to be in one of the cringiest comic movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Did I tell you I saw her in person when I did the Lost Daughter screening? Now my feelings are hurt, Mac. Now my feelings are hurt. I mean, I'm happy for you, Curse. I'm happy you got to see her in person, but now my feelings are hurt. I want to meet Dakota Johnson now. So, like, at least I don't blame her at all. Like, I think she did okay for what she had to work with. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not letting her off the hook. Don't you be me. No, 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 no. I was I was into this performance for about the first two acts. And then, like we talked about earlier, the last five minutes, it got really campy, really corny, and I wanted to throw my popcorn bucket at the IMAX screen. I, re- I really oh, wanted no, to Oh, no, you paid IMAX for this? Well, you know, I had the A-list, so, you know, it covered, you know, the, the, the ticket covered the IMAX screening. But, yeah. Um, yeah, take not... that sit back. Yeah, take that sit back. Yeah, take, 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 that wasn't a sip, Chris. That was a, that was a chug. Yeah, he took a big old chug out of that. I think there are moments here where she shines. I think, and Chris, you know this, you know this very well, that she has an awkward sense of, uh, she's a little awkward. She's and awkward. Like she's a very see. awkward. Her humor is very dry, and so I, I will say, the right fit for this kind of role. I think she has more confidence in other films where she really shines, and I know this is like her thing. Like the only thing is, it just makes me think of the awkwardness. Like you could see, like in I hate to say it, like a Fifty Shades of Grey. Like, she are you going to make love to me? Zoots. She exudes like confidence. I really want to say, like in like other films, like Cha Cha Real Smooth. Oh, brilliant! And Love. like Lost Daughter, like she has, like she can, like you know, not be awkward. I just think when the material isn't right for her, she doesn't know how to properly, quote unquote, I guess, really. Qu- "Quote unquote deliver." I mean, she's even good in Bad Times at El Royale, and fantastic that movie. You can even say Peter Potter Falcon, our friend. She was also really great in. Like, she can deliver a good performance. I liked her in High Note. It should. She was great in High Note. Yeah, that's that's underrated, in my opinion. Uh, Underrated film. Like she, she can like exude confidence in the roles that she gets. This one, she just like I said, just like looks confused doesn't know what to do with anything for this and yeah, i'm not sure kirsten i think this this goes larger than just dakota i think this is what actor actress could have because i think what sj clarkson was trying to go for here was you know this woman who's kind of standoffish and kind of reserved because of what happened in her, in her you know in her upbringing you know the fact that her mom died in the amazon while she was researching spiders and the fact that she grew up in the foster home system and all that, all that mumble jumble, whatever. So I see what they were going for. And there are moments here where I was like, I, I'm digging it. But then there are other moments where I was like, I, it's, it's just not coming off right. See, they kind of had like Char- Charlize yeah. Theron player to get that perfect spunk of that, to have that little standoffish. I feel like if they wanted to do like an older man and webs, since Mac, you know Madame Web much better than I do. Um, how old is she typically in the series? Like in like 
the animated series, you can say. She's uh, old. She real old. Oh, no, she really is. How old is? I'm just looking up real quick. Hold up. Like, even older. Like, let's say, does she look like in her, like, 50s? No. No, like, 80s. 90s. 80s? Okay. Like, this is, like, an older. I'm looking it up, like. Uh, she, she's much, much older. Okay. Uh, well, I'm half looking that up. Yeah. It's All right. Okay, but... All right. Well, I, I just... let's just say if they wanted to do this, like, idea in a t- the early 2003 and still get really get at least an older woman vibe i know this woman wouldn't have signed on to it though but what if we got someone like olivia coleman to take on a role like this uh, I olivia olivia coleman wouldn't touch this shit i know she wouldn't nope. but imagine somebody like her where she had at least I, had. I actually, let me take that back she wasn't secret invasion so i don't know anymore. yeah and that wasn't really that great either. You know, she was the best part of that, though. But I like, um, I like your, I like your idea, Curtis. And if they were going for older Madam Web, I do like your idea of like an Olivia Coleman type, uh, or even like a. There was a somewhat earlier, like a Helen Mirren. I think Helen yeah. Mirren probably would have touched this too. No, she wouldn't either. Um, um. So real quick, I looked it up, and it said, "Um, this is from National World. How old is Madam Web in Marvel Comics? Madam Web's exact age in the comics is not known, but she is presented as an elderly woman. Although, as the movie is an origin story, the character would not be as quite as old as the majority of her comic appearances, but she would still be in her mid fifties at least." Okay, see, so, so we can do at much. least a mid woman who's in her mid fifties. Even somebody like Sandra Bullock would have been fine. At least I think her and Olivia are around the same age. Maybe okay, this this would have been a career killer for Sandra Bullock if she did this. Yeah, true. I mean, we couldn't have like had a Halle Berry because you know what's really sad. I'm just even saying this now. Don't say it. A lot of the female action film comic book stuff hasn't been as like solid as like what I think the really great ones are like you know, Black Woman is solid enough. Wonder Woman is good, very, very good. I even like the sequel, despite how people didn't really like it. This is like reminds me of the stuff what we saw like in Catwoman, you know. Yeah, this is this is a lot of stuff in here is on that same level as Catwoman. And I I still think Catwoman is the worst comic movie I've ever, I've ever seen. That Morbius and Fan Four stick, um, I think are the three worst comic movies I've ever seen in my entire life, and. I can't put that in the same category because I thought I did find enjoyment out of this. But I think a lot of this Mac and Curse thing comes down to the villain. The villain is the worst villain, comic villain. Oh, you mean Black Spider-Man? I've That's not seen. the cool Black Spider-Man? Yeah, pretty much Mac. I mean, uh, 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 let's not even talk about the ADR, Mac. The ADR oh, my crazy. God, yeah. He's like, hey, you see him talking, and he's like, hey. What is this and that and that? And he's just like his mouth is just like okay. It is it's horrendous. But there I laugh so hard. There is this you're wondering where this scene's going. So he's having like this one night stand with this woman. Yeah. And I'm just like, what what's happening here? What's yes, with the venom I was talking about this earlier. Yeah, where, where is this going? And then like after they have sex, they, they proceed proceed to tell this Wait, woman he's in bed with Mac, like he, I'm about to go kill these girls. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, you ever have dreams of you dying? I'm like, what? Hello? 
that, I don't know if that makes sense or not. He's just like, you ever had these dreams before? And then she just magically turns out to be an NSA agent. He's like, I've heard that there's a new... She's got the gun in her wall, yeah. in her purse. She's like, ready to go. Like, oh. honestly, he tracked her down, too. Like, you know, say, yeah, like to that a... opera mm-hmm. for that one-night stand. And then is like, all right. He didn't even do anything. To die. No. He didn't even do anything to get her out of bed. He just smiled at her really creepily, like... We all know what happened. They did the devil's tango, and then she died, which is sad. I'm just like, are we really being this lazy right now? Are we really being this lazy? And Mac, this movie is so full of conveniences. Oh, like just how like all, the, of them, uh, all of them happen to be on the train station when he makes his first attack? Yes! Yes! Just out of nowhere. And Dakota Johnson is the worst child kidnapper I've ever seen in my entire life. This woman is terrible. Just... Mac, the worst of the not only does she kidnap children, then she leaves them in the woods. In woods. Do... <laughs> or, <laughs> hey, I'm going to Peru for a week, so look after them. I'll be right back. Because, like, I made yeah. a joke. So, if she took don't... a long, long trip to Peru. So, like I mentioned before, she was born in Peru. She's raised by she was raised by spider people, and yes, there are spider people who look like Tobey Maguire's suit, but they're just covered in red mud and like vines, and they have my god the CGI for when they were carrying the mom in the beginning. I knew I was like, holy hell, this is some Morbius style editing, and like I knew for a fact, like they I moved a... like Morbius too. They did, just, like flying around, jumping through the trees, and I was like, like "What is going on?" Because the guy who gave, who helped her mom give birth, said, uh, "When she comes back, I'll have the answers." I made a joke like, "Oh, she probably like, what if she goes back to Peru?" And it happens. She just goes to Peru. First of all, if this takes place in two thousand three, she's taking a flight internationally. When it was the worst time to like fly, like everything was so locked down. Yeah. Was, like, you know, I don't want to be like Mr. Enter and be like, turning red takes place in 2002. It's the da 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 da. But I'm like, what? You just go to Peru and you just come back? Don't even mention how she gets back that quickly. And I thought it was just a joke. I'd be like, I'm going to Peru. And then she gets pushed in the water and goes into like hold, the. Hold on, hold on, hold on. She is still a fugitive from the law. Yes. Yeah, and she, yeah, and she gets on the plane. Flight. And this is just happening after 9 11. A t- terrorist, a huge terrorist event happened in New yes. York, and now she just. And to be fair, the girls weren't trapped in the woods. They were trapped in Adam Scott's house or quote unquote Aunt, not Aunt May's apartment or Aunt Mary, whatever you want to call her. You know. So she's not Aunt May. She that is. May. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm just saying the Mary, wrong Mary. name. It's, it's, yeah, it's too confusing. I get it. Um. You know, Emma Roberts' place. They're strapped somewhere, and then they all have okay. a sleepover. Right, I, know, I know we're all over the place right now, but can we go? Can we just rewind and talk about that very, very awkward party she goes to? Oh, the baby shower. I, the baby shower. So, so awkward. She's like, she looks like she's like, oh, I'm not like the other girls. Like you notice, how she's like in like jeans and stuff, yeah. and everyone's like pretty in dresses, and she's like, yeah. Yeah. What, what in the world? They're like, what's the baby's name? And then the balloon pops. I'm like, uh, okay. And I'm like, I'm thinking, I'm like, uh, were they going to say Peter, but they can't say Peter? It would have been funny if it was like Eddie Brock or something. <laughs> it's just it's like, it, like Eddie. Here's <laughs> Eddie. Yeah. Here's, here's it's, ben. Ben, it's Ben Riley. It's Scarlet Spider. Um, oh, that would have been, been funny. But that shout out to funny. I was like, oh, Mike's up, Mike Epps is in this, and then he dies. Like, yeah, he, I was like, like, 
I was like, oh, cool. He's they somehow then... found a way to kill the black guy still. It just, Honestly. It blows, it blows my mind. And that she could have stopped it. She could have stopped it. But the black one was like, She no, kind of tried to. And then she's like, let me try. And he's like, no. And then he just gets in the car anyways. And she's like, and she's also, like, let's send die. It's not really explained how her. Did they explain like how her power works? Like, should we explain how it works for her? Like, she can see like the future and different outcomes. Listen, if you really want to know how her powers work, if you watch that story, then you know how her powers work. That's that. That's I, how I, I would have rather watched that so Raven, honestly, than watch. <laughs> that's hard because Kirsten's gonna get a, a migraine. She tries to explain to everybody what what the what the power how the powers work. Man, don't like don't put curse. Well, is it is it like that's a raven in like Groundhog's Day because she died a couple times and she just had the vision like yeah, it's like that's a raven meets Final Destination. Yeah, right. that's that's the best way to put it. And look, I will say this: the diner scene was actually some of my favorite sequence in this entire movie, uh, just because of the when she's having the vision of the girls die. Some of the stuff there was kind of rude. I was like, oh shit, something went there. Okay. Oh, when he like snaps Sydney yeah. Sweeney's neck, this across the thing. I was like, damn. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god can we talk about the the three girls who are going to be the spider woman's like they had nothing for me to really attach me to them i found no. them, i found them annoying like the skateboarder girl was the worst because she was like the she's the daughter another of the edgy one yeah i'm like oh my god and then the the one girl's like yeah like you you hear about their backstories but it's like I'm not attached to you because, like, the skater girl, her parents don't want her because, you know, they're rich. The other girl, her dad got deported. Like, what? Like, like, I was like, like, yeah. What is it? No, sorry, go ahead, Kristen. Like, they all just reveal their trauma at once in the yeah. uh, the motel room, and it's like, oh, trauma. They, and then it's like, let's learn CPR. Yeah, yeah like, and then Cindy Sweeney's like, yeah, my mom's in the psych ward, and I don't think my dad's new family wants me. Dakota Johnson, yeah, I was in the foster care. Let's learn some CPR because it's going to really get into the third act somehow. But, like, okay, now that I realize these writers are the same one who did the 2017 Power Rangers movie, and I kind of like the Power Rangers movie, like a guilty pleasure form. There was a scene in that movie where they're all on the fire, revealing their trauma dump. And the, this is when the Yellow Ranger was like, yeah, I'm having um relationship problems. Guy problems? No, and it was like, the Yellow Ranger's gay? What? And then, like, that, that was what it reminded me of. It's like, I always hate it in movies when they have to, like, force you to feel something for the characters. That's what I did. And it's like, they were very annoying, too. And then, like, it was more like, oh my gosh, you're not a good... And then the last edit, she's like, now you're really showing off. It's like they're trying to do one-liners. Like, you're showing off. I actually really enjoyed that Power Rangers movie, but that part was a little like... Uh, okay, all right. That, that was a little that was a little cheesy there. I like the opening joke. But that Power Rangers movie reminded me, Mac. Madam Web was trying to do like that Power Rangers movie. Yes! It's very clear. It's very, very clear. That they were trying to be exactly like that because they, but at least in the Power Rangers movie, when they actually suit up, mm -hmm. it works. They like actually suited up in that movie and not just yes. the vision at the end in Madam Web. We oh. never even got these girls in their final form. Kristen, did you see the Power Rangers movie? I don't really remember it all that much. I well, think I did. I remember the ending where they're like, it's going to be a sequel because Tommy's in it and then it got canceled. But I think they're doing another movie. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> it got. <laughs> It was that was a faster cancellation than the Ghostbusters two with the women. Like that got canceled immediately. 
It's um, just funny how these are all like Sony related like, problems. But no, like one thing about the whole thing, the concept, like I remember the trailers are like, we're going to see the three Spider-Women. They're never suited up in the movie because this is technically an origin story because Dakota Johnson is going to teach them how to become the Spider-Women. And like we never see them in the suit until the end because it's them in the future. Because Dakota Johnson said the future's not written yet. You know, and the more we're talking about this, the more I want to lower my rating. I put on Letterbox. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you give it? I love the Letterbox reviews for this film. I gave it a half star. I gave it two and a half. I'm, I'm, oh, I'm, you're too nice. I, 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 I might, I might be lowering it to a one and a half now. I don't know. The more so, you, I feel like the more you think about it, like of this film, you go, okay, more maybe Morbius isn't that bad then. Well, I don't know. No, 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 I don't say. I don't know. That's. I even said in my review. I said I generally don't know. Like if I can say Morbius is better or worse than this. Like I don't know. Morbius is at least funny. Mine, at least with Morbius now, I make more jokes about Morbius than the film itself to my husband. We react to the memes more mm-hmm. of that. Like, there's at least humor to that. Madam Web has nothing going for it. They're really, no. There's not really anything That's the memeable. same way how I felt about Fantastic Four. Like, you can't even meme on that. Listen, you can be at on, least from Morbius, you can. The 2050 Fantastic Four movie, be like, it's fantastic. What'd you say? I know. Besides it's that fantastic. line, it's fantastic. Yes. Hey guys, no, I saw that in theaters, and when that happened, I laughed because it, it was me and my mom was like, hey, mom, I was dying. Fantastic. It's fantastic. Oh, that poor cat. I'm glad they all recovered, but that good poor. God, good God, man. Did they all recover from the back? I mean, Miles Teller, Michael B. Jordan did. Jamie Bill hasn't really recovered from that movie. Um, Kate Mara has. Kate Mara has done some things. No, I said Kate Mara has. Jamie Bell has it though. Oh yeah, that's right. Jamie Um, Bell. No, well here, Jamie Bell and Kate Mara got together in the end. So that's right. They got they did get married. Yeah. So hey, Josh Trank did Capone, so I think he's fine. It's not called Capone. It's called Old Man Shit on Himself (laughs) for two hours. It's Old Man Old Man Carrot. Fair enough. I'll be good. Um, no, and like, God, what's another thing in Adam Webber I want to talk about? Um, do we that, have to, I mean, look, I have nothing else to say. Wait, can we talk I about the like, villain? How dumb it was with like the plot twist that like he's someone that killed her mom and how he was connected to all of them in a way, pretty much like you shot my mom who was pregnant and how she got to talk to her mom. And that was obvious, that was shown in the film, or just like how she got to talk to her mom in the web verse. I didn't mind that scene, but the whole web verse, I, I didn't mind it. I thought that was actually kind of a moment. I was like, okay, I could, I'm, I'm digging this. I'm digging this moment. But did you like the scene when it's she just... helped everyone at the same time? I just like it how then that no, one. That was stupid. She, 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 yeah, she, that was very she, stupid. She, she astral project. She, astro, she freaking astral project. They steal a seed straight from Doctor Strange. I'm not kidding. When he pushed her, pushed her, it was literally Doctor Strange because he's like, do you trust me? Yes. Yeah, it's literally Doctor Strange. And there's, yeah, I might have to lower my letterbox score. <laughs> <laughs> well, the question is like, no stars. How do you, how do you guys fix this? How do we fix Madam Web? There's no way to fix it. This should was we just the final product. So we just should we just cancel it? Matt, you, Matt, you can't fix this kind of movie because Madam Web shouldn't have even happened in the first place. I feel um, like if 
Sony got their stuff together, like this would have been a good movie to like make in the middle because you already had Venom, then you have Miles Morales, you have Madame Web who connects all of them. It could be like the central focus of the their Sony verse, whatever they're doing. But then they are so weird on how they do their movies because Venom is first. They do Venom two, and then Morbius takes place oh. during your first event. Venom. Venom. Now, you have, now you have Craven the Hunter, which no one even cares about. Holy hell! If Craven the Hunter is worse than Adam Web, then I think Sony needs to. When's Disney gonna buy Sony? They're like, we'll just buy you out if we can't get the damn rights to Spider Man at this point. I have a feeling Craven will at least be. I think Craven's gonna be more on the level of that first Venom movie. Where it's probably gonna be really dumb, but there's gonna be enough action there where to kind of hold people over. They're like, okay, you know what? At least the action was fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and Aaron Johnson's probably gonna give a pretty solid performance. But with this, you introduce a character like this in something like a Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah. You don't do a solo movie on Madame Web. An origin solo. You just movie. don't. Or, you, know, you don't. You just don't. You don't do this type of movie. I think the better way, if you're asking me how to fix this, you introduce her in the MCU as some sort of a guide for Peter. I I don't know how, Mac, or better yet, do her as an animated character in the the Spider-Verse movies. That's probably even better. That's probably even 10 times better. I just said it probably would have been even 10 times better. If they, they would have inter- not really gotten great casting for it. Like, they probably could have gotten, like, a Helen Mirren to be voicing that character. Honestly, she would have been, be- she would be better than the next one, the last one, because she would be the one that's connecting all the spider people. Like, listen, my, like, helping Miles out. Like, that'd be cool. Or, like, even, you could have done No Way Home. Like, Sony could have, like, can you help us launch our universe, please? Can you put Madame Web in the movie? Like that would have been because I was like, oh, cool. Because like I like it in the beginning with any any Sony movie. It says in association with Marvel. Marvel's like, not us. We didn't do this. It was Sony. We didn't touch this. This is Sony. This is Sony's fault. But Sony has all of the damn Spider-Man villains. So like, it's like, at what point do you just be like? Because I know the reason why they make these movies is because they want to keep the rights to these. Because they have to keep making those movies. They they get they have to keep making the movies. Because what Fox was doing for Fantastic Four until mm-hmm. Marvel got it back. But, like, at what point, if you're Sony, do you're like, okay, this has not worked. We've tried this whole Sinister Six. Like, this has gone back since, like, Spider-Man 3, when they try to do all the villains at once. And then Amazing Spider-Man 2, and it's Sinister Six. And, like, does does could this work? If they had, like, a Kevin Feige figure, not Amy Pascal, fucking Amy Pascal. If they had, like, someone running it and saying, okay... Should they have a James Gunn a Kevin Feige say, all right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do this, 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 and this. Here's how we're going to do it. We're going to just, like, let you guys, like, let the directors just do your vision and let, let's, we're not going to interfere. Just do it. No, because, Mac, this whole idea has just been bad from the start because they're, they're trying to make these villains anti-heroes. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. sure. As much as I enjoyed the first film, that film solved a lot of problems. I think that, that first Venom movie, Mac, is still the best in the whole Sony yeah. spinoff universe. Mm-hmm. This is actually probably my second favorite because I do not like Let There Be Carnage. I I, I generally think that's a terrible movie that's saved by a very entertaining third act. And then I think Morbius is Morbius, one of the worst comic movies I've ever seen. So saying that, Mac, should let you know that they need, they need to go ahead and just can this whole thing once Venom 3 and Raven come out. Well, what if they don't? Maybe they will. Then they, they gotta get the right people and they have to find people who have ambition and know the source material like 
Well, apparently they truly, may want to do a- Even though, well, they, well, no, I can't say that because S.J. Clarkson did work on the Defenders, I think. She did, For yeah, a couple she, of she episodes. Did. You are correct. So, at, well, so she knew. It's just Sony's got to knock it off and like, st- like, you know, maybe be like, stop interfering with, you know, what they're touching. And I think that's the main problem. Because I think that's what a majority of people- have said that in multiple reviews I at least have seen and agree like said that it's still it was the Sony problem. Sony knew this film was shit. And they knew it was gonna be and shit. I'm starting to wonder, Mac, why they just didn't deal with it what Warner Brothers did with background just axed it. Because they they're like whatever money we can get, we will release these. But like I say, they have to have someone come in like you know, maybe they have a David Zaslav type person coming to Sony. Like, listen, I'm cleaning out. Like, I would tell you, if I'm like, if I have money, I'm going to buy Sony or become the president. I'm like, listen, we are cleaning house. First of all, I'm firing all of you. I'm axing. We're not doing Craven. Well, actually, I'll be like, you know what? We're going to move Craven straight to DVD. Or no, you know what? Craven will still in theaters. That's the last one we're ever doing. And then we're doing Venom and then that's it. Then we're going to hit a reset. And then we are going to, I am going to sell these assets to Marvel and we're never touching this again. We will keep Miles Morales. When we're done with Miles, we will give it to them, but everything else we're giving to them. So they got villains and everything like that. And then we're going to focus on Ghostbusters. We're going to focus on anything else besides Spider-Man because Sony with Spider-Man when it's not, and I'm scared now because, well, you know, Phil or Chris Miller, I know that it is Sony. Sony has a horrendous reputation for stepping in and just messing up Particularly Spider-Man projects, you know, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 3, Amazing Spider-Man 2, like, say what you, I like the first Amazing Spider-Man, like, I have a soft spot for that movie now, and like, I can mm-hmm. tell that Mark Webb even said, like, Mark Webb was like, yeah, so, Sony really screwed me up in the second film, because they were like, hey, put all these villains in your movie, and then they're like, they, they're, they have this weird, like, fascination of just wanting to just shoehorn as much people as you can, like, it's kind of like what DC's problem was when they're like, let's just do Superman and go straight to the Justice League after that. Like, they're not letting it build up, even if they want to do this whole anti-hero universe, which, to be honest, they don't even know the timeline because there's so many reshoots because they're trying to time it with the MCU, what, what they're doing. Because I swear, Madam Web, when she went back into her apartment, I thought that was the same alley that was in the trailer for Morbius when they saw the poster for Spider-Man. Did, that, did anyone else think yeah, that? Yeah, I thought, I thought that too. I was like, wait, are we about to know? Okay. All right. Good. So but, and it's it it just doesn't make any. I like I'm really confused. Like people are just confused because you're like, is this a Marvel movie? No, it's not a Marvel movie. This is this is Sony. Well, the the one thing I am happy about is this is not going to be a career killer like I thought it was going to be for Dakota. Mm-hmm. I think she'll bounce she'll bounce she'll bounce back just fine. I think I think a lot of the cast will be just fine. Uh, you know, I think I think Sydney will be fine. I think Adam Scott will be fine. Isabel. Well, Isabel's going over to DC now anyway. So she'll be fine. And Who's then she Celeste playing in DC? I don't know too much about she's playing Hawkgirl, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, she's fine. Yeah. I, so she'll be fine. Dakota, Chris, I've said this for a while about Dakota on our pod. Like, I think she's better off doing smaller to mid budget type films. I think that's just more that's more Art suited towards house her acting. films that fit yep. her. I don't think like I said earlier, I think she doesn't have the pressure or like not the pressure, she but doesn't. she doesn't have edge to do big budget films that are like what we no. saw in 50 states of gray because this is just a repeat of that okay. it really is it really is but like they showed the trailer for daddy o kirsten 
before they show Adam Webb, and I was like, oh my god, that looks incredible. And that's with that's with her and uh, what's the guy's name, Kirsten Sean Penn. I didn't even get they didn't show that film trailer for mine. They showed a whole bunch of other like big budget films for mine. Okay. Later, so I didn't even get to see that <laughs> trailer. It was well, Darren was telling me because Darren saw that Sundance last year. He's or no, not Sunday. What was the other festival? Tiff. Tiff. And he thought it was terrific. I talked to a couple of guys who said it was really good. I went to Tiff last year, so I'm, I'm looking. It's supposed to come out this summer, so she'll be fine. She just needs to go back to doing more, like you said, Kirsten, more art, house, smaller indie film, you know, smaller independent films that's more suited towards her style of acting, where. Like you said, Chris, she doesn't have to have the weight of the world on her shoulders. Now, there's one person in this cast, guys, who probably needs to go find a job at 7-Eleven. Oh, no. Uh, Tahir Rahim needs to probably not just not act for a... Because he... I, I, Mac, I, I have never seen a worse comic book performance than him. You know what's funny? Is that he actually... He, he, was, mm-hmm. he was in Napoleon. That's the worst part. <laughs> so he's he's had a long, lengthy career since he was nominated too for a Golden Globe. Might have been two. He was in the Serpent. That I so, think that earned him the Golden Globe. So he, think, he, well, he didn't earn a Golden Globe for the more the Moratarian, the one that Jodie Foster won back in like twenty twenty one. I think it was. So I think this is a man who just saw the script was like. I don't give a shit. That is, I don't give a no, shit. No, I think he auditioned and was like, Sony was like, all right, this is good enough. But yeah, there's something I about... was surprised when he was casted, but I did forget Emma Roberts was casted. But sorry, um, go his, ahead. His Talk about more of the villain. His performance is just like, ah, yes, I will murder these girls because before they murder me, you don't even care about these girls, Cassie. Like, what? You don't even know. I was like, oh my and then, like Rod mentioned earlier, the ADR for like his, like it just doesn't match up what he's talking to. And then, like his suit was so dumb because they're like, "See, it, we have Spider Man, but it's our own Venom Spider." Man. Yeah, that's that's it. I'm I'm done. Uh, he, yeah, I have nothing really else to say. Yeah, I'm kind of done talking about. I, I have. To, I feel we still like... have to do our own spoiler review on Monday for this, so I'm trying to like save all my thoughts for when we have to talk about this shit again in 48 hours. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess for that, I am down to come on to talk more shit about this movie, and especially the oh ending. Because it is, it's it's something, Mac. I tell you, that ending. This is... Can we talk? Okay, I guess one last thing, and then we'll we'll, we'll wrap it up. What do you guys think about the ending? Where they're like. Hey, I think we, we all kind of agreed earlier that the ending it's, wasn't it's great. Shit. No, Kirsten, it's shit. How the she got shit. In how she became shit. blind and out of nowhere wheelchair bound. Yeah, one, that one, get one hit at the end when she well, just, like we, they knocked her off the we saw building the, and yeah, I saw the eye, hit her eye and I knew she was blind, but then I don't know where the paralyzed came from. That, no, that's yeah, we saw yeah, we all saw when she got hit, but that's what I was trying to wonder back. I was like, when did she get paralyzed? When did that it happen? Hit her so hard. And then the she ending's like bad. they're like, Do you see the future? Because like Madame Webb is blind in the comics and is bound to a chair, and she becomes like one with the life of web web life, and she's like, I see you guys having very prosperous futures and fighting for what you believe in, and I will train you guys and like they are all in the suits, even Dakota Johnson in her matter web suit. And you never see that in the movie because it's like trying to tease, like, hey, here's a sequel, but we're never getting a sequel. There's no plans for a sequel. Like Sony hasn't been like, yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I'm gonna check box office mojo real quick. 
Right now it's sitting at 8.2 million with an $80 million budget. So it's going to lose money, Carson, but it's not going to lose as mm -hmm. much money as most other comic movies have in this past year. The only thing is I feel like it's going to make like Morbius money because the way that people have been turning up with nobody at these screenings, it's... That was empty on my screen. Mm -hmm, same. I don't think anybody cares. Yeah, so right nobody now... Nobody cares. Domestically... Um, well, to be fair, it is only released domestically on Wednesday, so I'm, I don't know if they're getting a full release, but yeah, it is sitting at um, $8.2 million. And the fact that it, that it it has made uh, less money than, you know, the Bob Marley movie, and I have yet to see the Bob Marley movie, and it looks really good, but um, that's, that's a sign, you know, there's other stuff out there. See, um, anything else but Madame Web. Um, so, uh, yeah, I don't see any international release, so I think it's all going to be um, uh, domestically. And right now it's budget is $80 million, so this is going to be like a horrible loss for them. Um, because, like I said, it was packed opening night. I saw the tickets for that, and nobody next day. Yeah, because the people cared, saw it that day. Exactly. The people who wanted to see it saw it that Wednesday night, that sometime on that Wednesday. Uh, and now nobody really has an interest after that. So, and actually, Chris, it's funny to talk about Bob Marley because, you know, my, my buddy and I were waiting in line to get our, you know, food. A lot of people were holding, like, those Bob Marley posers and stuff. I was like, a lot of people were going to see the Bob Marley movie, even though that's not even the best reviews either, I don't think. So, no. Um, no. But I still want to see it. I like the concept of it, honestly. And I think it's might be an important, it's going to be an important story to tell. So, I'm very interested in watching it. All right, let's score this thing. F. F for me, zero out of 10, negative a billion. Oh, Goddamn, Chris, shit. Whatever. <laughs> I I don't like it. I am bored talking about it now. I just am like so done. I'm not, we're not saying anything new that has been said already, which is sad because everyone has pretty much been on the same point as it. But yeah, uh, Rod, what's your review or uh, score? Probably a D plus. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I, I'm still at a D plus. I could tell some people were trying. I, I did like some uh, some of the quieter moments. The first two acts didn't annoy me. I, I was able to find some enjoyment in those first two acts, but that third act is just so awful. It is so rushed. It is so awful. And the villain is, I've already said it, he is the worst villain of any comic movie. Um, and I'm cursing. I'm even going one step further. I think he might be one of the worst villains just in the movies, period. Like, he is terrible. Mm -hmm. So I, I'll say D. Plus, but you ask me tomorrow, Mac, <laughs> after tomorrow morning, I might say F. I don't know. We'll have to wait <laughs> and see because it's just it's a bad movie. So, all right. Well, thank you, Rod. Uh, and thank you, Mac. So that has been our review let us know if you've seen madam web and if you plan on seeing it just don't 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 see madam web don't be wait till like it shows up on watch it all right let's get into our last topic and that is what have we been watching
let's start with our guest, Rod. And you're, you want to quickly just go off as we conclude. What have you been watching lately? TV and other films besides Madam Web? Well, aside from the numerous viewing of Madam Web that I have lined up this week, this weekend. I'm you got kidding. more screenings? I have like eight more screenings of Madam Web. Really? I, I, I was kidding. I, I don't. Oh my God, you scared me for a minute. See, look at Ben Matt was about to kill me. Look at him. I think he's buying the plane ticket I, right now to come down and kill me. I think Sony would have flown you out. They would have. They should have flown me out. Why did you purchase eight more tickets to Madam Web? They would have tracked you down like the way they, uh, the villain in Madam Web tracked you down. The cyber girl that tracked you down. What a waste. Oh my God, we didn't even get to her. Anyway, uh, I just finished Monarch on Apple TV+. Plus. I thought that was okay. The last half, okay. that last, last, the back half of that season was pretty, very good. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm, the last season of watching that, just binged a few Netflix series over the past couple of weeks. And I binged Mr. and Mrs. Smith last week, and that was, or a week before. And I love that show, Kirsten. Mr. and Mrs. Smith which is on Amazon Plus, mm -hmm. is absolutely fantastic with Donald Glover and uh, Maya Erskine. Yeah. It's absolutely fantastic. And there is this show on Amazon right now that I am absolutely in love with, with Nicole Kidman called Expats. Mm -hmm. It is wonderful. That. It's very emotional. Uh, I've got two episodes i got to catch up on as of right now, but uh, so I'll be doing that over the weekend. But I've been watching a lot, so I don't want to rattle off everything in case I, you know, someone else is watching it too. But that's just some of the stuff I've been watching TV wise, movie wise. I've been slacking, Kirsten. I, I really okay. have. I've been kind of, kind of been focusing on TV the past few weeks, but really for the past this whole entire year. So I'm trying to get caught up. Um, I will say I did. We I did watch. What did I watch the other day? Uh, nope, that was that was not a 2024 release. So yeah, I've been slacking on 2024 releases. I think as of right now, I've seen like six or seven 2024 new releases. So I'm slacking. That's okay. I, I, I have been TV focused this past these first two months of 2024. That's okay, Mac. What have you been watching? Um, so I saw The Beekeeper a few weeks ago uh, in theaters. That was my first 2024 release, and you know, of course, this movie on web. Um, then on TV, I've been doing a lot more uh, throwback bins watching. I uh, was caught up on the bear, caught up on Ted Lasso. Excellent, um, excellent. I, uh, I, me and my mom, we started The Sopranos because I always told her I wanted to do a binge watch, and because awesome. uh, it, it just turned twenty five years old this year, I was like, "Fuck, that's damn!" Like we're about the same age in The Sopranos. Um, so I'm watching that, and that holy shit, that's a great show. Um, yeah. I've been um slowly watching some older stuff like gem and the holograms and like some of the older movies like i, I mentioned i watched i watched godzilla minus one i've been watching a lot of the older monster movies um i actually mm -hmm. just sat down and watched the king kong 2005 peter jackson movie i have not seen that in 10 years because i remember i was bored watching it because it was like a so long and then i got the dvd and i watched it and i'm like man nam we watched what happened to you um <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that that's what I've been watching. All right, really. My favorite monster movie, Mac, is King, that King Kong 2005. I I love that movie so much. I just I love the fact you've been watching Ted Lasso and the oh. Bear, the Greats, the Greats, the Greats, the Greats. Yes. Uh, I've I've watched a couple of TV shows. Um, I watched Death and Other Details, which is a show I'm not really a fan of. I can't get into it that much, but is, I feel it's... Is that the murder mystery show, Kirsten, on Hulu? Yeah. Okay. And I'm like... Uh, it didn't look that I good. just... 
No, it's not. I just am watching it and I'm just like, all right, Mandy Patinkin, okay. I like Mandy Patinkin, but um, yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, I've also been watching and that's also really good. I'm enjoying that. I'm surprised how it turned out. Right. Better than I thought. And it's yeah. actually, I think, even better than the original film. Yes, I no, of course, I, I'm with you on that 100%. I think, I think this is the best version. Uh, let's see what else I'm watching. Excuse me. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, I'm watching True Detective season four. I love this season, and Ooh. I think it's great. And I'm excited to watch the final episode. It's gonna air tonight. Um, and then I saw Out of Darkness, the horror film that just came out um small indie film and i saw lisa and frankenstein and i absolutely loved it loved it loved it loved it and yeah that's mostly it i've been curious about lisa frankenstein because i love i love a good rom-com so i might i might go venture out and see it's a horror camp it's more horror camp okay and that has like rom-com it's more camp it's fun and i it's like the old school 80s films so like i in my review i said think of heathers of like that you've well, seen a lot of comparisons to jennifer's body i guess the writer yeah right? diablo cody wrote jennifer's body and she wrote this okay so yeah go diablo cody i really loved it it's really original great concept zelda williams who is robin williams daughter uh makes her directorial debut with that film and uh knocks it out of the park and i can't wait to see she, what she does next but that's all for me um it got, matt, it got dark person too that that, that movie already goes into some pretty dark places mm-hmm. no it does okay. uh matt i think that's it yes um i'm really tired i'm all like the laughing fit i'm just tired I think um we're all just tired yeah we're talking about madam webb but um rod thank you so much for coming on again man it was fun we got to have you on more this we gotta if we're gonna do the godzilla one we will definitely have you on i gotta talk to the co-host over here see what we're gonna do for that fit in um <laughs> but uh rod where can the good folks find you at uh, you can find me a couple different places you can find me on my personal film surround page that's the cinema gallery with three l's in it uh you can find me and my other co-host my wonderful friend mr benjamin saunders on the infinity film podcast that we do every week uh this upcoming week or this episode we're releasing this weekend we talk all, all things Haley steinfeld uh and her filmography so look stay, look forward to that and then of course next week Matt, we will have our infamous madam web spoiler review uh which it should be interesting um and then you can find me and Kristen at the critic circle and the league of cinephiles over there as well so that's that's where you can find me in all the places awesome and all that will be linked in the description below and Kristen, you want to find folks what we have in store for them for the coming episodes Yes, our next episode is our Oscar special. Yay! Yes, Oscar special. We're going to talk all about our predictions for this year, as the usual. Hopefully, we have a nice special guest. So stay tuned for that. And of course, we got some special episodes planned. Hopefully, some advanced screeners again. Yeah. So for now, uh, be sure to follow us on all our social platforms, like on YouTube and Instagram and Spotify and Apple podcast all that fun stuff ladies and gentlemen and uh thank you for tuning in and listening
Yeah, boy, she said, I've been Mac. This has been Kristen and especially guess Ride. We, <laughs> we'll see you all. If you listen to the Mammy K Productions podcast, we'll see you all in the next episode. Peace. Bye. Fuck you in the lane you came with. Me and you ain't on the same shit. You ain't in my lane, bitch. Nah, all that shit in fifth. Rolly on my wrist. Ay, baby, you a son. I'm my only wish. I'm counting. Blue honeys. I'm too money. Like, I'm a little bitch. You too lovely. Yeah, hanging up and calling me right back. Ay, baby, why you calling me like that? Yeah. Getting high with the seat. Lay back. Yeah, that's the facts, yeah.